0: Hi, I'm Katie. And I'm Coley. Welcome to the SVU Coven Podcast, Little Witch Actives.
1: Okay, am I echoing? No. Okay, cool. Okay. Um, We had to restart because what would our podcast be if we didn't have issues?
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it was my new headphones, honestly.
1: Maybe. But I echo every time at the beginning. It's just- true. Um, oh, can you leave that clip in, maybe put it at the end of the episode, because I saved it?
0: <laughs> yeah, I can leave it in.
1: It was just so funny to me. <laughs> anyway, hi guys. Hello. How are you? I'm good, how are you? I have been better. <laughs> better than most, not as good as some. Um, speaking of, should we jump into our witch talk? Yes. Cool. So uh, this is the corner of the intro of our show where we catch you guys up on what we've been doing since we chatted last. Uh, but it's a little redundant because Coley and I talk every single day. So we already know. <laughs> but we're telling you for the first time. Um, shoot. I always try to make my witch talks like positive. Um, but I don't feel like a lot of positive stuff is happening in my life right now so I think I'm just gonna be a little negative today that's allowed (laughs) um I didn't get that job that I really wanted I got to Mm -hmm. the end of the interview process did a writing test for it and ultimately they decided to go in another direction uh and I'm trying to remember what I said before about rejection being redirection
0: Mm
1: -hmm. um but losing that job offer i i really thought i had it i really really thought i had it um and that kind of triggered my like rejection anxiety is what i usually call it but it has a lot to do with like my attachment issues and stuff so i have been spiraling out of control this week a little bit on the mental health front um and it just kind of like sucks but i'm grateful that I have a good support system, uh, and people like Coley in my corner to help me through those things. Um, and I am doing okay. It's just been a, a really anxious week. (laughs) Yeah. Um, other than that, what's going on? Oh, I had Thanksgiving. So Thanksgiving was actually really fun. Uh, I, got to meet one of my cousin's boyfriends for the first time and that was really fun and fresh and then uh I one of my other cousins and I my youngest cousin we bonded for like the first time in a long time because I'm 10 years older than her mm-hmm. so it was really cool to get to spend like some one-on-one quality time with her that so is- I can yeah so I'm, I consider that a win um and uh just been hanging out with my family a lot lately mhm uh, just the nature of the holidays I suppose and we all live within an hour of each other so yeah you know but other than that still looking for a job still working on the mental health um taking care of my animals I can't think of anything else what else has been going on with me <laughs> um <laughs> I'm like Coley. you should know <laughs> I'm coming up blank yeah yeah, just kind of a depressing witch talk this time around, but what would we be if not honest? So, yeah. what's going on with you?
0: Um. Well, I just turned in the worst research paper I've ever written.
1: It is not.
0: It really is, though.
1: <laughs> <laughs> You've been working so hard on it.
0: I know, but it's seriously the worst research paper I've ever written. I've been working so hard on it. I've been working for literally three days on it, and it's literally three pages. Well,
1: say la <clears throat> But I
0: hit a wall with writing, and there's no way I could write anymore. And yeah, so I turned it in what I have, and it's garbage, but something is better than nothing.
1: Something is better than nothing, and you're a very talented writer, so I'm sure it's not as bad as you think it is.
0: I've also not written a research paper in years.
1: Oh god, I miss them.
0: Because... Usually, for what I've been doing for my English assignments is annotated bibliographies, which I much prefer. So, I haven't written an actual research paper since before 2016.
1: Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Uh, research papers are my favorite things to write.
0: <laughs> um, they used to be mine. Until I discovered annotated bibliographies.
1: I do like those, too.
0: Bibliographies are my favorite because I don't need a thesis sentence.
1: Yes. And
0: I don't know how to write a thesis sentence anymore. <laughs> I physically don't know how to write a research paper anymore. So, anyway. Um, that happened. <laughs> um... <laughs> um Thanksgiving happened. That was nice. We went to my aunt's house and had dinner, and it was nice. I've had really, really bad MS fatigue the past few weeks. Like, all I've been able to do is sleep and eat. Um, and I met with my neuro yesterday virtually. And he's like, oh, that might be seasonal. So it, it'll pass. So I have nothing to help me stay awake today. Which is another issue with the research paper, why I only worked on it for three days instead of, you know, weeks and weeks and weeks.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I think that's about it. Hmm.
1: We are thriving. Yes. (laughs) Thriving here at the Coven this week. Thriving. Um, I The boy I like, I was telling him this morning that I've been struggling, and he was like, well, maybe working on the podcast will help. And I think it really did. Like, doing the notes was fun. There's a good iced tea one-liner. Yeah. I didn't write it down, but I sent Coley a Snapchat of it. Yes. Um. But yeah, it was fun and I'm glad we we're recording today. So at least we have this, right? Yeah. Woohoo. <laughs> speaking of SVU,
0: speaking of SVU, oh SVU comes back on December 8th for one episode. For one episode and then we're on hiatus again, but it comes back for December 8th Woo-hoo. and it's probably going to be the most heart-wrenching episode of the entire season
1: of my life. <laughs> Um,
0: if If you want, we can anything like the episode where Danny left, I'm gonna be in tears for at least 24
1: hours. Oh man, we can't watch it live, can we? Nope, nope, because we both have Peacock and Hulu, but not live TV. Yeah, um, shoot, uh. I do want to talk about the next point, but I think it might roll better if we talk about the art, the role article. Yeah. Do you um, want me
0: to do that or do you want sure.
1: to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine.
0: Okay. So there was an article published on um, TV insider uh, that I saw yesterday. I don't know exactly when it was published, um, but it was about Kelly's last episode and all the things that are going to be taking place. um. And should we give the big spoiler? Since it's been pretty much confirmed.
1: Yeah, we'll give the big spoiler. But just know that if you don't want to be spoiled, skip ahead like a minute or so. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So... um the big spoiler is that Raleese's getting married.
1: <laughs> Hell yeah, they are. <laughs> if you have been listening for a while, you know that I am such a Raleese shipper. It's like yeah. insane. And it's because I have personal connections um, to Peter and Kelly. Yeah. And so I have wanted them to get together since he had a little mustache and talked about cannolis.
0: Yes. <laughs> like. not not cannolis huh zeppelis not cannolis
1: his mom's cannolis
0: yes but he didn't have the mustache at that point
1: oh you're right
0: he had the mustache when he was talking about zeppelis yes Yes. well yes
1: since he's had yes i love so peter and i have the same birthday which is super fun because we were both born on leap day Mm -hmm. so i always feel special connection to him and then Kelly uh, grew up one town over from where I grew up, and her family still lives there. I think, so yeah. um, I just love like them outside with the little personal connections. But then I've been wanting them to get together forever, and since they've announced that Kelly's leaving, I feel like we've been getting more releasey Ro- content than ever.
0: That's by design.
1: Yeah. So she I'm like,
0: our current showrunner is a huge releasey fan.
1: Yeah. So it's really, really good and really, really fun. And I'm so excited for the new episode. Yes. But it's Kelly's last one. So I'm probably going to cry for a million years.
0: Yeah. I I remember, like, when Danny left, I cried for 12 straight hours.
1: You know what's funny yeah. is when Danny left, I cried. Uh, when Tucker left, I cried. Um, but when Elliot left, I was indifferent. <laughs> yeah. I was like, Okay. Whatever. I was more
0: mad than anything when yeah. I, well, like when it came out that Chris wasn't coming back. Um jokes on him. When right? <laughs> <laughs> when um Tucker died, I sobbed for mm-hmm. the entire hour of the episode and then some after. Which I you also- know because we sent each other pictures of us sobbing. <laughs>
1: And episode. we <laughs> and you rewatch that episode all the time and cry I more. <laughs> ah! <laughs> um, I also was really sad when Dean Winters wasn't around anymore, but yeah, such is life. He could always come back though. Hint hint nudge nudge. Yeah, David. Oh my god. And munch leaving, munch leaving was like I couldn't even cry about it. That's how much it hurt me. Yeah. But I, I knew it was coming for a long time because Richard Belzer's been doing this his whole life, pretty much.
0: Pretty much. And it's not even just acting. He's been playing John Munch specifically. For...
1: Forever.
0: Forever. <laughs> <laughs> On multiple different shows.
1: <laughs> yeah. So I just, that one hurt. Craig and leaving hurt, too. But I think the hardest one was Tucker, for sure.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and Kelly's going to hurt.
0: Kelly's gonna hurt.
1: Kelly's gonna that one's just too much for me however her replacement I've mentioned this before but her little replacement is an actress I do really like and I think she's doing a good job thus far.
0: I like the character too.
1: Mm -hmm. I like her a lot I think she's cute uh she used to be on Days of Our Lives she was one of my favorite characters um and it was before I knew that I'm bisexual and so I didn't know I had a crush on her but (laughs) (laughs) Now I know, and she's in my favorite show, so it all works out for me. There you go. Um, But, you know, it's just, I'm sad. Yeah. I'm excited for the new episode, though, so if you guys watch it, please let us know what you think. Yes. Um, Speaking of SVU articles, though, uh, we've been making headlines this week. We really do. The one Coley was just talking about came out on December 1st, and then the one I'm about to talk about, it came out on November 30th. Um, essentially there's been rumors flying around that Mariska and Chris, uh, are being greedy and asking for more money, despite the fact they make over $500,000 per episode. Mm -hmm. Um, and it was trending on SVU Twitter, as well as some of the Facebook groups that I'm in. And honestly, I, I sent it to Coley just to be like, this is so stupid because first of all, these two people are homies in real life. Yeah. Uh, and Ice-T is also very close with Mariska. I don't know about his relationship with Chris, but I do know he's very close to Mariska. And Mm -hmm. he has said he's staying until she leaves. So I know that their salaries are like decent and I don't imagine either of them would put up a fight. However, I could see Chris Maloney asking for more, especially because he's, you know, the star of the show now, Mm -hmm. the new show. Um... So there could be some stock in this, but the article to me is kind of um, baloney. Yeah. Um, because and it
0: was saying stuff like Chris has to have everything Marishka has. So like if Marishka gets a masseuse, he gets a masseuse, which since when do they have masseuses on set?
1: Honestly, it kind of makes sense now that they're all older and they have to film some like more active scenes and they're in their sixties. I could see that being provided for them.
0: Yeah, but I mean Marishka doesn't do her own stunts anymore. I don't know that's true, is, but Marishka doesn't do her own stunts.
1: Yeah, I don't know that Ice does either. Yeah. Um, and also there's they're trying to pin Sam Waterson against everybody, which is just like so dumb to me.
0: It really is. <laughs>
1: I'm like, he would never say anything negative about anyone, ever. Um, But anyway, I do find it interesting. I wanted to see what you guys thought, because Cole and I are in agreement. We could see Chris, like, poking for some more money, but I could not see him and Mariska going head-to-head on anything.
0: Yeah, I couldn't see them, like, at each other's throats or anything.
1: And if anything, I could see Mariska being like, yeah, give Chris more money. Yeah, You know, like, if he wanted it, she would advocate for it yeah um can we also talk about five hundred thousand dollars an episode it's it reminds me of when it came out that um jennifer aniston was getting paid like a million dollars an episode for friends mm-hmm. um it's insanity like imagine not having to worry about money like that and she's married to peter who makes a lot of money too exactly <laughs> Like their kids are just going to be set up for life.
0: <laughs> Who okay, is going to be on this on HBO?
1: Oh, cute. Peter Herman does not get enough love as an actor. He
0: does. It makes he... me
1: so sad. It's funny because I was actually telling my friend Sassy uh the other day because she and I really enjoy watching The Bold Type, mm-hmm. that TV show. And I was telling her Younger reminds me so much of The Bold Type. And I think that they would really like watching it. Mm -hmm. And the whole time I wanted to be like, well, you got to look out for Peter Herman. But I know that they don't know who that is. So I was like holding it in. But you would have been proud of me. I was like pushing because when I was visiting Coley in July, they had me watch Younger for the first time. And then I binged it all. Yes and i was like i wanted to tell her so bad i wanted to tell sassy so bad like please look out for peter but she wouldn't get it it's okay though (laughs) but he really deserves more love as an actor for sure he definitely does he's one of those ones where i feel like if i didn't know him he'd be that guy where i'd be like oh i know him from somewhere
0: yeah and it's funny because like Younger was his first like starring role, his first mm-hmm. like consistent role um in a series. Um and he hasn't really had anything since.
1: then. Yeah.
0: He deserves so much more. Like
1: I I like when he comes on SVU though. Me too. I hope Honestly, you get I to
0: see him this season.
1: Yeah. Well, didn't we earlier, or was it last season, where um, Trevor and uh, Olivia kind of went on a date?
0: That was last season.
1: It was... And, well, now they're pushing her to be with Elliot, I think. They are. But it was, like, a little tease. It was, like... (laughs) Because
0: David ships EO, and we're not going to get into that, because...
1: We talk about it a lot. We talk
0: about it a lot, and all the
1: time. When it starts kicking up, we'll talk about it. But yeah. all right, well, let's move right along because we're yeah, <laughs> yeah. we're uh, getting off on tangents on tangents. Honestly, we should do a tangent episode. If we really oh should. something I didn't put in the notes. It just dawned on me because I was thinking like episodes we could do in the future. Our most popular episode was our astrology episode that we did yeah. about Marishka and Olivia.
0: That was our most popular episode of the year.
1: Mm -hmm. So our Spotify Wrapped came out, which segues me into my next point anyway. If you want to see the results of our Spotify Wrapped for 2022, you can hop over to our Instagram. I made it a highlight on there. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's at SVU Coven on Instagram. Uh, That's where we're most active. So we'll post like when new episodes come out, we post what we're doing. Usually I post something to ask you guys questions for the show, but I forgot to do that this time. But uh, yeah, follow us on Instagram at SVU Coven. We also have a free Discord server that's not getting used, but I would really love to amp it up. So if you guys have experience like, uh, decking out a discord server please let me know yeah. if you want to join it we have a link in our instagram bio it does expire after seven days so you want to get in there pretty quickly uh, if you happen to miss it though we'll send you a fresh one just shoot us a dm on instagram or you can email us at svucoven@gmail.com. gmail.com our email is good for pretty much everything else so if you're not into social media it's not your medium of choice you can always send us an email coley does check it so somebody will be reading them and they yeah. share with me as well. So I will see them. And uh, we love your emails. They're so nice. We love getting emails from you guys. So if you want to chat, if you want to be on the show, you have something you want us to talk about on the show, you want to sponsor us, any of that fun stuff, it's sbucoven at gmail.com.
0: Yes. Um, So this is your episodic reminder to rate, review, and subscribe. Rating and subscribing are the most important they tell the algorithm that you like us and that they will then recommend us to other people who will then hopefully listen to us and like us. And the cycle starts all over again. Rating is just really nice. Um, Not rating, reviewing. (laughs) Reviewing is really nice. And we lost all our reviews when we switched podcast hosts. Um, we are holding steady at one review. Um, and it would be really nice if you would review, and we will read your reviews out on the podcast. Speaking of reviews, however, there is a new way for you to get in touch with us on the podcast in a way of kind of reviewing. Um, Anchor, which is our host has started putting questions on the um episodes on spotify so if you listen on spotify you'll see the question and um, and we got a response to our last episode uh, what did you think of this episode was the question and the response we got was, I loved it as they usually do. SVU for you and your pod. Thank you so much.
1: Hmm. See, those things make our day, you guys. Yes. <laughs> I love that so much. Definitely review whatever. We appreciate the energy exchange, you know? Yes,
0: definitely.
1: So cute. Shall we hop into things? Yes. Okay, cool. So... I think I mentioned on the last episode that I had gone to a uh, self-love like cacao ceremony with my shaman. Mm-hmm. And today when I was trying to think of self-love affirmations, because this week I have been struggling with the self-love. Um, so I went back and looked at my notes from that uh, cacao ceremony and something that my shaman said stuck out to me. And so I wanted to say it to you guys. So if you are in a safe and comfortable place, please close your eyes and take three deep breaths for me. And when you're done doing that, repeat to yourself, I step out of my own way and surrender to divine love. And since this is a self-love affirmation, I want you guys to visualize your own love and things that you love about yourself because when you surrender to loving yourself, you are the universe pushed out. And so you will start attracting good things to you. Uh, This is something I've been struggling with a lot for the past few days. So um, it's kind of a reminder to me as well. Also disclaimer, if you are operating a vehicle or heavy machinery at this time, please do not close your eyes and remember to breathe. Yes. (laughs) Um. But, yeah, I really liked that. My shaman is Jessica the J-Way. You can check her out uh, on her website or on her Instagram. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I just thought that was good because I needed to hear it, too. Yeah. All right. Episode time, huh? Yeah. All right. So we are covering season two, episode 14 of Law & Order SVU, paranoia and let me tell you this is an episode
0: yeah it's one of my favorites
1: it's really good um so i have a summary for you guys it's from imdb not sponsored but would love to be SVU investigates the rape and choking of a police sergeant investigating a silent alarm in a warehouse. When the victim recants her statement and internal affairs ends the investigation, the detectives look at the officers working with the victim. This is an IAB episode. (laughs) For sure, for sure. This
0: was IAB before Tucker, though. I know. I can't imagine it without him. I know. We haven't seen IAB since Tucker died
1: I know because he's the face of IAB he's the face of IAB (laughs) the face like I every time I hear them say IAB I'm like waiting for him to walk in I'm like (laughs) but where is he (laughs) yeah all right so we open on two cops in the car um working and a report comes in so they go check it out once they're inside the building, which is a warehouse, they're looking around with flashlights. They see boxes, but not much else. Uh, the male cop turns around and he starts yelling for someone named Karen, who I'm assuming is the other cop. And um, he calls in a 1013.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: a 1013 is when cops are injured on the job, right? Or they're in danger. They're in danger. In
0: danger or injured, one of the two. Mm-hmm. Um- so. It's funny because back in 2013 they s v u was at this thing called Paley Fest, and it was actually on on October thirteenth <laughs> um so it was on 10 thirteenth
1: Oh, that's cool, yeah, I mean ironic, but you know ironic but cool, <laughs> but cool. Um, So Elliot and Olivia hear about the 1013, but in the middle of the scene, you see Elliot is puking. Mm -hmm. Olivia asks him if it's the pills he's taking, and he says yes. Now, this is a runner plot from the last episode, and we did cover it, so you can go listen to the episode uh, on the podcast. But Elliot is in the middle of getting tested for HIV and AIDS because he exposed himself to someone that had it uh, when trying to save their life. Mm-hmm. so uh, he's throwing up from the medicine the doctors have him on Yeah, and I'm, I go into detail about that now just because it's going to come up throughout the episode yes so at the scene of the crime Olivia asks the responding officer where he found the body and he said in the stairwell with her pants down he believes that she was raped and had a garbage bag over her head the perp took her gun and her wallet the perp had choked her with a blunt object um, Karen Smith. Sneeze. Smythe. Smythe? Yeah. Smythe is the victim. Um, and when Olivia sees Karen, she realizes that Karen was the one that trained her. hmm And then we done done. What a cliffhanger. Yeah. Um, at the hospital, they tell Elliot Karen's been there for about 10 minutes. Mitch, the officer that was with her, expresses how guilty he feels over not being able to help her. Elliot tells him not to blame himself. Cragen just arrived and Elliot excuses himself to go talk to him. Uh, Stapler says that Karen is half conscious with no brain damage from the choking, which is good. Olivia volunteers to stay with Karen in case she wakes up. It's very apparent how much Olivia cares for her.
0: Yes. If there uh, is nothing you can say about Olivia Benson, if you cannot say that she is loyal.
1: Oh, yes. She
0: is fiercely loyal.
1: Dang, what's her Venus sign? I can't remember.
0: I don't remember either. <laughs>
1: I'll have to look that up later. Yeah. Um, but yes, fiercely loyal. And and to my knowledge, we don't see Karen ever again, do we? Nope. Interesting. Anyways, cut to uh, Stabler is washing his face in the bathroom, and he's getting sick again, and he's very clearly dizzy and disoriented.
0: <laughs>
1: um he walks into the squad room and Kragen is in there going over the case with everybody i forgot to put this in the notes but i wanted to mention the whiteboard yes (laughs) because occasionally i see things that date the show and the whiteboard is one of those things because if you watch svu now they're basically doing like hologram ass shit pretty much like (laughs) so to see a whiteboard with dry erase markers is just comical
0: (laughs) but even in like season 13 and 14 they were doing whiteboard stuff
1: I know, but like now when I watch the new episodes, I'm like, how do they have all of this? (laughs) Like, are we watching Star Wars right now? I'm so confused. Mm -hmm. Um, Munch says that the crowbar discovered at the scene is being investigated to see if it matches the marks on Karen, so it could have been used uh, to choke her. Cragen says that it's possible that the guy that assaulted her was a burglar. Elliot says he will check and see if there are any other rape cases where the victim had a garbage bag over her head. Um, cut to Elliot's in Kragen's office and Cragen asks him to take the day off, but it's not technically in order. Cragen's worried that Elliot's sick from the HIV medicine or that he has HIV, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Elliot asks if Cragen trusts him to be honest if he needs to go home. And Cragen does one of his famous stares and no speaks.
0: Yeah. And it's not, <laughs> it's not doing that. Cragen just asks Elliot to take the day off. He asks him to take off until he found out about the results, test results, and until he had stopped taking the medication,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, just because he's been so sick.
1: Yeah, um, and also, as you guys probably know, Stabler's a little bit unhinged, so mm-hmm. anything that can tip him over one way is a risk. Yes. So, but I do love a Cragen stare, <laughs> as we all do, as we all do. Uh, still want Dan to be on the show. Nothing ever happened with that, but I would love I to have him as a guest. Yeah,
0: I tried.
1: No, I know. And then we also tried my to get. Facebook um, got
0: hacked, and he's not my friend anymore on. Facebook I know. Won't accept my friend request. That one hurt. <laughs> Which makes me sad.
1: Oh man, we Dan and um Isabel Gillies. Yes, we've been trying. If anybody has a connect. Let me know. Because I know Dan goes on SVU podcasts all the time. Yes. So we'd love to chat with him. But anyways. Yes. At the hospital, Finn is taking statements from the officers. They say that they didn't go after the perp because they were more concerned about Karen. They were 10 blocks away when they got the call, so it took them a little bit to get there. Munch says that Karen is not conscious yet. Uh, Mitch, who Mitch Murray is one of the cops that was with Karen at the time, Mm -hmm. said that the place was so dark that you couldn't see anything, and he heard noises behind the stairwell door. Then he called for backup, and they were there in minutes. Mm
0: -hmm. Olivia
1: is asleep in a chair at the hospital, um, and she wakes up and discovers that Karen is also awake. They giggle about their past together. It's um, a cute story about Olivia when she was in training what they told her to go like help a uh, helicopter land yeah. on the helipad or something and she ran in and was like do i need to use those like red and paddles <laughs> the paddles um and it's really cute just watching them reminisce uh Karen then tells Olivia The night before when she was attacked, she froze and she felt like she was outside of her body. Olivia assures her that disassociation in that kind of situation is totally normal. She says that she remembers being in the warehouse. Mitch tripped and she turned around and asked if he was okay. Then someone grabbed her by the throat. They put put the bag over her head, dragged her, threw her down, tore her pants off and raped her. They never said a word to her, and then they put something hard against her throat, which we know now is the crowbar. Uh, at this point in time, the rape kit hasn't come back, and there are no suspects. Yes. That uh,
0: scene is one of my favorites of the entire series. Really? Yes. Why? Um, mainly, the sea, mainly, mainly when they're giggling about the past. Mm -hmm. Just because it's a rare look into Olivia's past because we don't really see much about her past except for like her mom. Mm -hmm. And we talk a lot
1: about her parents in general.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to see something about her past that doesn't have to do with her mom or her dad.
1: Yeah. I like it too. It's like when we get those little tidbits about her in college and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's cute. Um, Olivia chats with Elliot uh, n- she's not sure that he's okay Elliot tells Olivia about Craig and trying to send him home mm-hmm. and she makes a joke saying that if anything it's the soda he's drinking that's going to kill him
0: mm-hmm.
1: which always mm-hmm. makes me giggle because that's kind of a thing in my family my dad always calls it sugar water and yes. um, I used to be like you know I love Dr. Pepper Yes, <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Pepper and cheez what a perfect combination yep um evidently the squad room smells because there's a lot of homeless people in there. This is where Ice T says something really funny about the stench and then Munch says the cologne of the streets. <laughs> and it was just so funny how he <laughs> delivered it. I was like that is how I'm going to describe any stinky smell from now on. The <laughs> cologne of the streets. <laughs> the cologne of the streets. I love a Munch. <laughs> a Munch saying um so the cops bring in some evidence and um, another homeless guy and inside the bag is a watch. The guy says that he found it in a dumpster and he asks for some food.
0: Is it a watch or is it an ID card? I um, thought it was an ID card.
1: Oh, it might have been. I thought he said watch. I might have misheard. Um, but I'm not sure why he would have the ID card. Why would he have the watch? <laughs> I don't oh,
0: know. he did say watch he said he doesn't wear a watch oh but that makes he, sense but
1: it was an id card that he ID had ID
0: card of chair of karen
1: Smythe. Mm, yes okay so that this is why i have coley when i'm doing episodes because <laughs> i always forget little details or i get them confused um elliot stops everybody in the middle of this because he got a phone call and he says that they found a similar rape case had happened again so now they believe it's a repeat offender Mm -hmm. munch and finn go to interview the new victim and her story is very similar to karen's if not identical she didn't get a look at the guy but he did take her gold cross necklace and he didn't speak to her um i wrote this this has nothing to do with anything but i during this scene, I noticed that it was overwhelmingly brown in there. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just like the way that it's filtered is a lot of brown imagery. Yeah. And it's, it kind of contrasts the rest of the show because at this point in time, there were a lot of blues and greens going mm-hmm. on the way that things were filmed. And I like to think that color choices are intentional. Yeah. Um, I- yeah. So I was kind of wondering what they were trying to say with like this Sepia Brown energy for this particular scene. I just thought it was interesting. I um I
0: was in acting classes in high school. Um I took four years of acting classes and we were t- we would talk about um color choices and lighting and costuming and stuff like that. And it def there's more often than not, it's um, deliberate. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a message there that they're trying to send with the color of the look. Or the color of a person's shirt or whatever.
1: Yeah. So I just thought it was interesting, the little details. Yeah. Um, Back in the squad room. Yes. They go over the case and so far there's really nothing new so it's kind of an irrelevant scene and then craigen sends everybody out mm-hmm. elliot and olivia go to the lab to push things along because they're taking a long time felicia uh the doctor there said or the emmy emmy i think she's an emmy yeah says she was positive or says karen was positive for spermicide and negative for semen which means that the perpetrator used a condom however the rape kit had one hair and so they need something to DNA match it with. But Elliot and Olivia had to push Felicia for this information because she wasn't willing to give it up. And now they're kind of suspicious that they feel like something's being covered up. Yeah. Elliot and Olivia go to the crime scene for another look and they notice that it's been cleaned up. They talk to the warehouse guy that works there. He said two cops were there earlier that day and he let them in. Um. Now we see internal affairs, yay. Yes,
0: and this is also one of my favorite scenes in this episode because of Olivia's line.
1: Yeah, so IAB comes in to investigate and uh, Elliot and Olivia walk in right as it's happening and the uh, IAB people are looking at this picture of Elliot and his family Mm -hmm. and all of the detectives and Cragen start making jokes and stuff. I can't remember what Liv's uh, line is.
0: Olivia says, um, if you're hungry, I left a candy bar for oh, yeah. but sorry, no cheese. But because sorry, no cheese. The joke is they're the rat squad.
1: hmm
0: And rats eat cheese and, and yeah.
1: Yeah. And then Cragen says something like, My desk is unlocked. Go ahead and use my office. And I just love when Craig's sassy like that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because as he gets older, he gets less sassy. Yeah. Um, so iab asks elliot and olivia if their paperwork is up to date um they assure them that it is Uh, and then elliot asks what's going on what are they trying to cover up like why is this happening and then ivy leaves so great um this scene i love because all four of our detectives are eating together or they're like at a restaurant together Mm-hmm. Um, but it makes me laugh because Finn is actually eating food. Yeah. <laughs> and I think he's the only one. <laughs> um, and then I also like it because, um, you know, Munch goes off on his munchy tangents. Yeah. And I left a note saying like the dichotomy of Munch being a cop, but also not trusting of the government is never lost on me. Um, yeah. cause it's just so funny and he never loses that. <laughs> nope. <laughs> um, Basically, IAB wants the case files for the last month, but you just cut out It very staunchly defends uh, Karen. Yes. And you can tell that Finn has his doubts about Karen's innocence. Yeah. So outside, Munch and Finn talk to each other, and Finn says that Karen and her husband divorced a year ago because of her husband's gambling addiction, and he feels mm-hmm. like there's more going on there. Yeah. So they go to talk to the husband, and he says that he and Karen, d- or ex-husband, excuse me, he says that him and Karen don't talk very often. He claims that he's in Gambler's Anonymous now, but his credit report is not clean yet. It comes out that he actually is still gambling, and at one point he borrowed 100 k from a loan shark, basically. Mm-hmm. He says... uh it's an anonymous donor, but you know what that means. Um, and eventually Munch and Finn get him to admit that it's a guy in Chinatown that goes by Uncle Sammy. <laughs>
0: yes. And it's funny because I'm sitting here reading your notes and it says, he says he's in, in Gambler's Anonymous now, but I read it as Georgia. Yeah,
1: yeah. I know. I did too. <laughs> I had to like take a second to remember what that meant. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um so they go to talk to uncle Sammy and uncle Sammy tells Munch and Finn that they have bad information and he doesn't give anybody money, but Munch pulls out his bank slips out of his pocket. <laughs> and, uh, uncle Sammy says that Karen paid off the 50 K that was left that her ex husband owed. Cragen then tells Olivia that they are looking at Karen now. Yeah. Um, Olivia goes and asks Karen where she got the money to pay off the loan shark. Karen says that, or tells Olivia that she wasn't raped and that she remembers what happened. So essentially she recants her statement here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Karen says that she had sex before she went off duty. You cut out again. Phone call. Um, oh. With a <laughs> married man, Olivia asks Karen who she's covering for, because if she did have sex with a married man, Olivia would have to rule him out as a suspect. Mm -hmm. Uh, And Karen says Olivia is the one causing trouble. And Olivia threatens to call IAB. And she
0: also says at one point to Karen that she's losing um, reasons to go to bat for her or something like that. And it's also... A wonderful. Week. This entire relationship between Olivia and Karen is wonderful. Mm-hmm. wonderful but wonderful.
1: <laughs> yes. Yes. So Olivia updates Kragen, but she still defends Karen, but points out that she also has to be covering for someone. Kragen basically says, keep pushing forward. Um Elliot calls a doctor about his test results. No luck because the doctor isn't there to give him the results, (laughs) but they're there. And I find it really funny because he's like, do you have to have a medical degree to read a piece of paper? (laughs) And they're basically like, yes.
0: Yeah. Unfortunately, (laughs) stuff like that you do.
1: Yeah. It was just the way he said it cracked me up. Yeah. It reminds me of like the way my grandma would say it. (laughs) But, uh, craigan goes to talk to karen's boss i believe um i can't remember i don't know their exact relationship but an authoritative figure in the department over karen and he's trying to figure it out and it sounds like iab is forcing karen to recant craigan tells alex this information and she says she wants to talk to the victim first So Alex goes to talk to Karen, and she urges her to reconsider. Karen says she has lost enough already and that this is her choice. Uh, The
0: man that Craigan was talking to is the chief of departments. So he's technically everybody's boss.
1: Everybody's boss. (laughs) Um, Munch and Finn go to arrest Uncle Sammy here. They ask him who really paid off the loan. Uncle Sammy says two cops shook him down and that he needs protection for admitting this. And they let him go, basically, because the cops description fit the ones that responded to the scene after the ten thirteen mm-hmm so um this scene is so funny. Do you know what I'm about to say? <laughs> um, <laughs> well, I guess you can see it in the notes <laughs> but so. The scene itself is not funny, but the opening to the scene is funny because they're in Alex's office and Cragen is clearly picking up his jacket to leave. And he starts to walk towards the door when the other two actors come walking in. Yeah. And you can tell Dan looking startled by the door opening. So he just puts (laughs) his hand out. (laughs) And I cannot, I do not think that was scripted. I think that was real. (laughs) It probably was because he's walking like he's about to head out the door and the room is so tiny that when they open it he's like oh god and <laughs> to like push it back especially
0: anyway. like when they're filming because they have all the cameras and stuff in there so it just makes the room even smaller
1: mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and so it just didn't look intentional to me it looked like they just left it in because it was a funny haha <laughs> Um, but the two lieutenants come in. They're pissed off at Alex because Alex arrested them and charged them with obstruction of justice. Alex says she wants to know why Karen is covering it up and for all of their case files. If they do that, she'll drop the charges. Um, they, I put IAB here, but it's not. It's the lieutenants. Um, said that well, they the are doing lieutenants are in IAB. Oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Um, they said that they are doing over undercover work and they don't want to give up their target which is basically why karen is covering it up Mm -hmm. and they demand lawyers before they talk to alex any further alex basically says okay show up at svu tomorrow morning with your lawyers olivia and elliot um or olivia tells elliot about her past with karen which is kind of cute And then in the middle of talking about it, uh, Karen actually is in the office and she's pissed off. She comes over to talk to Olivia and accuses her of never being able to let things go and brings up the Hayden Panettiere episode. What is the name of that one? Abuse. Yeah, when um, Hayden Panettiere was like a little girl. Her name was Ashley Ashley. in the episode. And the family saw a restraining order out against Olivia. We've covered that episode if y'all want to listen to it. Yes. Um. Karen basically tells them to lay off, stop investigating. Craigen challenges this and basically says, "Did you just tell my detectives to stop investigating a case I assigned to them?" And Karen's like, "Hey, uh, you need to tell them the news. Um, they IAB kicked SVU off the case." Yes. However, the funniest line in this scene is when Elliot says, "She's got a pair of onions talking to you like that." <laughs> <laughs> a pair of onions. <laughs> um basically now they're questioning like IAB needs Karen for something but she's a good cop so what's going on with the people around her because IAB investigates bad cops you know yeah Elliot um cut to Elliot going into a cop car uh to pull some evidence and uh the cop who drives the car, I can't remember which one it is, he comes up to Elliot and he's asked what he's doing. Elliot says he's working the case. um, And you see him swipe a cigarette and put it in an evidence bag. Mm -hmm. And then um, the cop tells Elliot to look at a different car across the way. From here, Munch tells Olivia that um, Karen could have read Olivia's personnel file from IAB because it keeps track of everything that, you know, you've uh, the cops have ever done. Mm-hmm. Um, because Olivia's wondering wh- how Karen knew about Ashley. Yeah. Uh, Finn is listening. This also dates the show, so he's listening to a tape of radio calls from Karen's attack and he discovers that Bates in town which are um the Cops that responded so quickly to the scene, they said that they were about 10 blocks away. But in the actual call, based on the evidence, it they got there so fast that it's clear that they were already there when Karen was attacked. Um yeah. Elliot gets a call at the same time, finds out the DNA from the cigarette he swiped from either Bates or Town's car. Matches well, it was it was the
0: same car.
1: It was it's the same partner. car. Yeah.
0: Partners, so they ride in the same car. Yes, it's yes. Just, yeah.
1: So um Bates in town's cop car. The DNA from the cigarette he swipe matches the hair on the rape kit. Mm-hmm. Dun dun dun. Um so they go to Bates to arrest him. And what is interesting to me about this scene is that Finn pulls his gun on him. Yeah. Um, and then they munch reads them their rights. He arrests them. Um, then Elliot and Olivia go to arrest Mitch, I believe. But uh, IAB is walking out because they're arresting Mitch. Mm-hmm. Elliot and Olivia tells them that they arrested uh, Bates and Towns. Town? 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 I think it's just Town. Um, and IAB didn't show up. T- this. Bloop, bloop. Let me start over. So much information. IAB didn't show up that morning to SBU for their charges of obstruction. Um, Mitch was being arrested by IAB for money laundering and drug running, essentially to cover up what they did to Karen. Um, Alex argues with IAB about this. Essentially, three officers set up Karen to be raped to catch the drug smugglers that they were undercover trying to to catch. Um, And these three cops that set it up um were running the drugs yes they gave mitch immunity for testifying against the other two which means that she can't really use his testimony to help karen Mm -hmm. bates in town come to mitch and said that they needed to shut karen up so mitch is being interrogated now yeah bates was the one that made the plan mitch needed the money to pay for his kid's school so that's why he agreed to do it um, and essentially Bates copied a rape he had previously heard of and um, they were planning to kill Karen. Elliot and Olivia interrogate Bates now. He says that, um, uh, that if Karen takes the stand, her career will go down with them because basically she'll be considered a rat now. Yeah. Elliot challenges him with some testosterone, you know, the usual. Olivia goes to see Karen from here. She says that she couldn't tell Olivia because she didn't know who it was. Olivia tells her that it was Bates who raped her. Mm-hmm. Karen said that she had overheard Mitch on the phone previously about the drug running. And she had taken it to IAB to do the right thing. But also because she had been working for IAB all along. Yeah. Uh, Karen doesn't want to take the cops down because it would ruin the trust of the whole. So, like it would put a bad taste in everyone's mouth about the police. Yeah. And she doesn't want to do that because she loves her job very much.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Olivia tells her that the district attorney is indicting Bates and town for rape. Karen says that if that happens, she becomes a target basically. Uh, from here, Olivia goes to talk to Alex and begs her to drop the charges for Karen's sake, Olivia suggests arresting them for their other offenses like the drug smuggling and all that, mm. not the rape, which will actually get them more time in jail. Um, but which Alex, is
0: up, but which is messed up.
1: And then Alex basically says something like, so much for justice, right? Um, and I just think this is a very interesting discussion if you guys have any thoughts about it, because it's ridiculous that they would go to like they would be in jail longer for drug offenses. And then also it's ridiculous that Karen getting justice for what happened to her would ruin her reputation. Yeah. And make it to where she couldn't love her job the same way.
0: There's a story of a survivor that I've heard of. <clears throat> um and she was Assaulted and kidnapped, and um, her rape kit was backlogged for like thirteen years in California. Um, to the point where they the statute of limitations ran out on the rape case, um, but they charged the offender with kidnapping, and he got more time for the kidnapping than he would have gotten.
1: Yeah. It's just so fucking ridiculous to me. Yeah. Um, but as we hit our final scene, Olivia meets Elliot for food and his results were negative, so he doesn't have HIV.
0: Yay.
1: Gotta love that plot armor. Yep. And then we dick Wolf. We dick Wolf. Dickiani Wolfiani. I always make the joke to Coley. I'm like, he's just so aptly named. He really is. (laughs) Um, I'm going to shuffle my cards here.
0: Um, shuffling. We. This is another episodic reminder to rate, review, and subscribe. Um, Rating and subscribing are really, really nice. Not really nice. They're the most important.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They are nice, too. (laughs) They are
0: nice but they're the most important because they tell the algorithm that people like us and listen to us and they will then recommend us to other people. Reviewing is just really nice. We lost all our reviews when we switched podcast hosts. We're holding steady at one. We will read your review on the air, good, bad, or indifferent. And remember there's that new feature on Spotify for Spotify listeners only. Sorry, Apple podcast listeners. Um, that you can answer a question at on the page about the episode. Yee. yee. Yes. Um
1: Also, I'll just go ahead and do this since um, we'll jump into the card after. But if you're still hanging out with us and you want to join us on social media, we do have Instagram and Discord. Our Instagram is at SVU Coven. We post there the most. So make sure to check that out. Uh, And the Discord link is in our bio. It does expire after seven days. So you want to get in there as fast as you can. But never fear. If you don't get um, a link that works, shoot us a DM on Instagram and we'll send you a new one. If neither of those mediums are speaking to you, you can always shoot us an email at svucubin at gmail.com. Especially if you want to be on the show, sponsor the show, anything like that, Coley does read the emails. So someone will respond to you. Yes. Okay. So I had a jumper. Shocking, I know. And jumpers. We love jumpers. Whenever cards jump out to me, I'm like, oh, that's the universe is... It's loud. They are trying to say something. Yep. So I pulled the magician, uh, which is the number one card, which is pretty cool. I never, ever get the magician. So Um, basically, this guy represents mastery of the elements, earth, water, fire, air, all of that stuff. He's a bit of a showman type of fella. Uh, In my art on my desk, there's doves flying around over his head, which is pretty traditional, but not in every deck. Um, And it seems like they're kind of just appearing like he's just manifesting these doves coming to him Um, and he's wearing like a like a rainbow coat in mine. So the way that I and like interpret this card almost always is that you can find a little bit of magic within yourself. We are magic love is magic. Everything is magical. And if you're needing like a little bit of confidence, a little bit of a boost, remember your magic, return to yourself, heal that inner child. And remember that you are worthy and deserving of love. Um, and also it's a good reminder too, to appreciate mama earth, um, go outside, get some fresh air, touch some grass, all that stuff because there's magic in all of it. And there's magic in you.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: And that is our show. That's our show. Look at us. <laughs> we did it. We did it. All right. Well, I love you so much. I love you, too. And I'll talk to you soon. Okay. Blessed be.
0: Blessed be. Hi, I'm Katie. And I'm Coley. Welcome to the SVU Coven Podcast, Little Witch Detective.
1: Ayo. Hey, yo. Um, hey. I'm doing a dang echo again. Is it you or is it me? Me? No, no. But I can hear my voice voice coming coming back back to me. me. Do you hear it? it? No. Mm. Okay, let me start start it over just in case. case. Okay. Okay.